It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf expert, got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can get him on Twitter as well, at Dave underscore Essler. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, another Tuesday, another golf podcast this week. We go to the 3M Open. This one will be in Blaine, Minnesota. This one will be played at the TPC Twin Cities. Last year's winner of this event was Cameron Champ. He returns this year with 65-1 to 1 odds to repeat. The favorite for this year's event is Tony Finau with 11-1 to 1 odds. You guys know how Uncle Dave and I do this. We'll go ahead. We'll cover our first-round leaders, make a miss to cut head-to-heads, top 40s through top fives. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. Speaking of giving out winners, Uncle Dave, I'm going to let you go ahead have the floor. Last week, you and I, Cam Smith, we gave him out to win. He does that. He wins the Open, gets a major, and you and I, we chalked up a bunch of units last week. Also had a bunch of other winners. Had some losers to go along there, too, but a nice week. What would you say? Maybe like plus 50 units or something like that we gobbled up last week? Yeah, probably between the two of us, for sure. I mean, Cam was 28 to 1, and I you know, I may have uh, split the rest of my bets. I had three or four top 20s and whatnot that came in there, and... and uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably, I'd say 50 is pretty good, uh, pretty generous. And it was actually also really fun to watch. I mean, Cam Smith was just beast mode that back nine. He made every single putt, and it, it, as soon as it left his putter head, he almost knew it was going in. I mean, they were all just so pure and right at dead center of the cup. So, you know, he deserved to win. I, I uh, A lot of people say Rory lost it. He just didn't, didn't make putts. He hit every green. Um, and, you know, good for me. I had Rory top 10 instead of winning, or I'd be super pissed. But we're super happy going into the 3M, Sleepy. I went golfing on Sunday, and I looked at the leaderboard, and I looked at the guys that we had, and I looked at Cam Smith, and I'm like, we're going to need a miracle. And you text me. I was on the golf course, and you said, Cam Smith made like four or five birdies in a row. He's right there. We got a chance. And I got excited, and then you text me back again, and you're like, he did it. Winner. And I was like, oh, man. I was really excited because you know, we built a lot of momentum with this podcast in general, but you know, we've had some really good seasons. I mean, this is probably what, Uncle Dave, our third year that we've done this, and we have not posted a losing year yet. I mean, the units that we've gobbled up year after year, especially this year, has been actually been it's kind of eye-opening, but it, it's been impressive. So you know, we're going to try to go ahead and just keep you know doing what we do. A lot of you know what, what Uncle Dave says is, is true. You know, we just we do the work, we, we keep to our process and we you know, we, we just give you guys what we have and, and we, we roll with that and you know, from time to time we'll hit those big first round leaders and we'll hit those winner tickets. So and we're gonna try to do that again for the three M open. Uh, we're gonna start out with our first round leaders. Uncle Dave, let me go first on this one. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play a guy that cashed a first round leader ticket for us not too long ago. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play Wyndham Clark, sixty five to one. He does have a late tea time and you know, I don't like that. But I think that this guy is just he's he's you know bred for for good first rounds and uh, he's a guy that that I had faith in you know not too long ago cash a ticket and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna use him again I don't think that this is a you know extremely hard field you know for this guy to go up against and I'm also gonna go and play another sixty to one guy here I'm gonna play Naismith again he, another guy that's always at the top of the leaderboard and I don't know what it is uh, with with some of these guys maybe it's just hey you get out there for the first round and they just constantly perform. And then they eventually fall off a cliff. But these two guys are always up there. You know, day one, they're, they're always showing up. So uh, I think I'm going to start sticking with this strategy. 
you know, guys that, that are tending to perform in the first round versus, you know, the big name guys or things like that. So these tickets aren't exactly easy to hit. But and when you start honing in a little bit and you start taking notice to, you know, the guys that always tend to perform, why not just go ahead and, and, and put your money on those guys? There's no, um, you know, I don't feel like you're like you're wasting your money at all. So Wyndham Clark, 65 to one and Matthew Naismith, 60 to one for my first round leaders there. Uncle Dave, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you on Wyndham Clark, Sleepy. I mean, the guy's, the guy's fifth in driving distance. He's eighth in first-round scoring. So at 65-1, to 1, how do you not? I also took Davis Riley. He's actually 12th in first-round scoring, 35-1. to 1. I also put uh, top 10 plus 250 with him. You know, he's the ninth favorite. So we're not asking him to do something he hasn't already done. Uh, and I'd like to think that most of my bets in any sport fit that parameter. Uh, Jason Day. 40th in first round scoring. His back is a problem, so if he's going to do anything, it's usually early. I think 60 to 1 in this field is a bargain. Um, Callum Tarrant, um, he's 130 to 1 to win. You know, what do we like about the 335th ranked player? Hits the ball a long way. He's actually 20th in driving distance. And last year's winner, Cam Champ, is actually first in driving distance. So that is a thing here. Obviously, so is accuracy. But uh, Tarrant's played a lot of golf lately. He played in the Scottish Open. And then he played in the Barracuda last week, so I think stamina might be an issue. And 90 to 1 for a first round leader kind of tells you what you need to know. He's 130 to 1 to win. Those odds are usually the other way. Now, full disclosure, I, I, I singled those guys out, and none of them have early tee times. So I'm going to throw in a couple more as we go forward. All right. Well, good stuff on that for our first round leaders. Hopefully, we'll go ahead and we'll cash one of those. Uh, make a missed cut now there, Uncle Dave. I have one. Do you have anything for making a missed cut this week? You know I do. You want me to just go ahead and give it out? Yep, go ahead. All right. Um, this is going to raise some eyebrows, and, you know, this might be one that I make that you don't want to, but Saithi Gala is plus 200 to miss the cut. I know a lot of people will be taking him to win uh, and Finau, but, you know, he played in the Open last week, so there's the travel, especially since he made the cut and played all four days. And He didn't play well on the weekend, and there's a little bit of chatter about that he might not be potentially 100% physically correct. So um, that was my sort of diamond in the rough, if you will. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I think everybody and his brother will be taking him in some form or fashion, and I'm going to take him to not play on the weekend. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a little bit ballsy, but I can't blame you for that there, Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Emilio Grillo to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 140. In 2022, he's missed 10 out of 18 cuts and he's really just been hit or miss this season. You know, he was cut here last year, posting a three over par score and he missed the cut here at this particular event by five strokes. You know, in my opinion, he really can't be trusted any day of the week, but you know, if you put him on this course that he struggled with last year, the fact that he's missed 10 out of 18 cuts, it just tells me that there's a good chance that this guy misses a cut. And if I could get plus plus one forty on that, I'll go ahead and do that. So for my make and miss the cut, I'm going to go ahead and play Emilio Grillo at plus 140 to go ahead and miss the cut. Let's jump over to some head-to-heads here, Uncle Dave. I have one. Curious what you got for this week. I know you usually have a handful. What are you looking at? Yeah, I got a few sleepy and um, full disclosure to here too is you know a lot of these guys that I wanted to put somewhere but I didn't get. So I'm going to at least use them with head-to-heads. And one of them I'm going to push the green button. Um you know, Gorilla was actually third here a couple of years ago, and he's minus 120 over Dylan Fatelli, so I'm going to go that route. Um, JT Poston, he's been playing really well. I thought about slipping him in top 40, but I did bet him 
minus 120 over Martin Laird. And my boy Adam Svensson, um, probably going to use him top 20, but he's minus 120 over a CT pan. And I for sure will probably use him uh, first round leader at 50 to 1. I'll probably use him first round leader every week. He'll be my new Brian Harmon because uh, two weeks ago when we didn't do a podcast, I was going to and didn't use him. And he, he, he led the first round by three strokes. So Poston over Laird, Svensson over Pan, uh, and Grillin over Grillo over Fratelli. And I will throw Adam Svensson as a first round leader. All right. Well, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. I'm glad we agreed last week because they were already starting off not agreeing this week. Uh, my head-to-head, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Martin Laird over JT Poston. <laughs> Poston traveled last week to the Open, and he failed to go ahead and make the cut. Now, travel, I think, will be an issue for him as he had to go ahead head back home to Georgia and now travel to Minnesota. I think that's quite a bit of travel versus Laird, who he didn't have, he didn't have to travel across the pond. Laird ended up finishing third uh, last week at the Barracuda Championship, and that was just up the road in California because – Laird resides in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I do feel like the, the travel is a factor for me. You know, when you match these guys up head-to-head, uh, I would agree with you there, Uncle Dave Post, and a little bit better golfer. But I'm just going to play the travel here. That's kind of where I'm at right now. So you and I, Uncle Dave, have a heads-up in a head-to-head matchup. So that'll be quite interesting. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and let's jump over to our top 40s to top 5s. Uh, we do agree on this one there, Uncle Dave. Adam Svensson. I'm going to go down. I'm going to play him top 40, though. He's now made the cut in seven straight events, and he's coming off of his best finish of the year at the Barbasol Championship where he finished sixth. His game right now, in my opinion, is really good, and he went well under par You know, the last four tournaments that he's played. You know, he's in a groove right now inside the top 25 in four straight events. So you know, asking him to go ahead and get inside the top 40 when he's playing his best golf and he's inside the top 25 you know, multiple tournaments in a row, I don't believe that's asking too much. So... I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Adam Svensson top 40. I believe that was plus 115 or plus 120 on DraftKings. So we agree with that one there, Uncle Dave, with Svensson. What are you looking at for your top 40s through top fives? Yeah, as usual, I got a handful, maybe a couple more. Um, Ricky Fowler, um, he is uh, 65 to 1 to win, which seems low, but he is 129th or four spots out of the playoffs, which, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we'll be, we'll be looking at that closely the next two or three weeks. And he opened here in 2021 last year with a 64. So, well, I don't expect that. Um, I am going to play him top 20 at plus 250. Chesson Hadley, he is 143rd in points. He's 130 to win. Um, I don't think he can do that, but nothing would surprise me in this field. And I bet him top 40 at plus 130. And I consider top 20, but at plus 250 there, they're asking him to do too much more for not too much more money. So top 40, Harry Higgs, um, he always seems to sneak around there. He's a 142nd. He needs points. Um, he missed a cut last year by one shot, and he needs a solid week or two to make the playoffs. So I think top 40 at plus 180 is more than doable. Brendan Todd, sixth in driving accuracy. He's not long, and I kind of want both here. That's another guy who missed the cut by one shot last year. Uh, so there's kind of that to atone for. Uh, and I think uh, top 20 at plus 180 is where I put him. Um, Maverick McNeely, a lot of people are going to take him to win. Um, and he could have last year. He went 66, 67, 67, 73. Uh, and if he just shoots another 67 on Sunday, he's tied for the lead. So clearly he's got confidence. And uh, imagine that fourth round on his side. You know, Can he win? Of course he can. But I think 18 to 1 isn't enough for me. And I can say the same thing about Adam Hadwin. 
who was T6 here last year with a 64 on Friday. Can he win? Of course, but I see a lot of inconsistencies in this game. So, uh, you know, McNeely has an early draw, so uh, that could be another uh, first-round leader, excuse me, if you will. But I think Adam Hadwin, top 20. One more, Cam Davis. Uh, I'm going with another Aussie after last week. Uh, and Davis doesn't lose strokes anywhere on the course. You know, he's on the right trajectory. He's made five straight cuts. Uh, he was sixth last week. And in 25 events this year, he's been T25 or better in 11 of them. Uh, he was 12th here two years ago. So, you know, if he only improves by a couple of places, um, he can cash a plus 275 ticket for top 10. And that's where I've, I've ended. I could go on forever. All right, Uncle Dave, one of the guys that you mentioned there had when he was a strong consideration for uh, a winner for me. Didn't use him, though. I went ahead and I used two guys that I don't know if you'll agree with these guys, but I'm sure you you breeze through these two names. Here's the first one. I feel like I'm really biting off more than I could probably chew at Ricky Fowler. 65-1. to 1. I think that this is a field there, Uncle Dave, that he can contend with. You know, he finished minus six here last year. That was good enough for a top 35 finish. And he was off last week, so I feel like he'll be, you know, he'll be fresh coming into this one. And I mean, his stats haven't really been all that great. I mean, if you go through and you look at what he's been doing, um, I don't want to say it's even really been good, but just it, it, he's he's at least on a, on a, on a decent uh, incline here over the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Ricky Fowler sixty-five to one. Uh, so I do have a ticket on him. And then here's the other one. Cameron Champ, why not? I mean, he ended up winning here last year. This course might just be one of these particular courses that just suits his game. And the field last year was so much stronger than it is this year. Now, he's been cut in five straight events, but he's taken two weeks off, and maybe that's just what the doctor ordered. It's not like you know that he had terrible rounds over the last five events, but it just hasn't been good enough for him to go ahead and make the cut. So, you know, his recent play hasn't been great, but I believe that that is probably providing a little bit of value on him. So it's 65 to 1, going to go ahead and going to take Cameron Champ. 65 to 1, going to go ahead and take Ricky Fowler. I feel like I'm leaping out there uh, with these two guys there, Uncle Dave. But to me, it would look like a top-heavy event to where, you know, a lot of the guys were chalking, and then it was like, well, where do you go after, you know, you get through the, the first 10 guys? It started to get a little bit dicey, but... I wanted to avoid the chalk this week and, and kind of just take some guys that, that I feel might have a chance at some decent odds. So that's where I'm at with my winners. How about you? Well, I've kind of gone rogue here a little bit, Sleepy. Um, I took Nick Hardy. He is 132nd in FedEx points, and obviously you need to be 125th to make the playoffs. He's 20th in greens and regulation. So why is the 230th ranked golfer only 45 to 1 to win? Um, especially when he hasn't ever won. Um, you know, he's very good off the tee, above average putter. Uh, he's made six straight cuts. He was eighth at the Travelers, which is actually a fairly deep field. So he needs a good week here, and he's trending in the right direction. Uh, Ryan Armour, 40-1. to 1. Um, I hate taking the OGs, but I had to. He's number one in driving accuracy and 40th in approach proximity. He was T6 here last year. Missed the cut two years ago, so he's trending on this particular course. And again, why does a 365th-ranked golfer have even lower odds than Nick Hardy? You know, I don't know. It's not a deep field. Secondly, he's got the T-degree game. If he doesn't lose strokes putting, which can be can be done with Ryan, he can win. 
And I stole one of your guys, Ches Ravy, 35 to 1. Fourth in accuracy off the TT11 here last year. Uh, it opened 66 67, so also a first round leader option at 40 to 1. Um, he was eighth at the Travelers three weeks ago. He won the Barracuda last week, so he's in good form. And like Armour, uh, very good T degree game. And uh, he had a good show in last week, so we're not asking him to do something he hasn't already done three times. So Hardy, Armour, and Ches Reeve are my winners. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. I noticed that we didn't bring up uh, we didn't bring up Tony Finau, the favorite for for this event. You know, his odds right now eleven to one. You know, how are you feeling about him? Do you think that that he actually has a chance to win this one, or is this one of those? you know, deals where it's like stay away from him because he's just been going hard, you know, uh, you know, week after week. How are you feeling about him? Because I looked at him, I'm like, uh-uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Well, you know, that's one of those guys that he's got the name. And, you know, if you look at that field, he's probably the biggest name in there. So he's going to be the chalk. And, you know, as you know, and our listeners know, I typically don't give you, um, unless it's a major, you know, John Rahm or, or, you know, whoever else, Scheffler, uh, I might use them in top 10s or top 20s. But to me, there's just not the value there that there might be in a, in a first-round leader. Um, you know, he, he's played a lot of golf, and you're right. I, I could see him fading on the weekend. But, you know, if I were going to use somebody like that, it'd probably be first-round leader at a little bit better odds than, than to win. Um, but, I mean, that would be a bet I could, I could conceivably make. But by the same token, you know, most of our listeners are at least reasonably astute, um, and they know that. You know, they can they can see that for themselves, and you know they're going to do what they're going to do. They they know Tony Fino, they know what he does, they know what he doesn't do. So I tend to try to share more information on guys that they may not know uh, or may have heard of and don't know sort of what trajectory they're on or what whether they suit that particular course. But I'm like you; I tend to shy away from those lower odds i mean it's just not a lot of not a lot of reward for too much risk for me well we, we've certainly given out our fair share of screwballs but you know some of those tickets have hit so makes you feel pretty good hopefully we'll go ahead and we'll knock out a couple more winners for you guys this week maybe we'll get another big ticket that would be pretty cool but you guys know where to find us on twitter at sleepyg underscore pregame at dave underscore essler you guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>